Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm I'm okay. It was a difficult week, but I'm yes. I'm okay. I've done a lot of going to the gym. So, That's good. Yeah, I did. I tried a new yoga class last night. Oh, and how was that? It was um, interesting. Um, at some point, we had to stick our tongue out as far as it, we could, look yes. look upwards, and then breathe breathe very quickly for about a minute. And I'd never done that before. Well, I can't say I have. Yeah. And did you feel a new woman when you'd done that? Well, I felt a bit odd. Uh, we had to do it then twice. Then you fainted. No, exactly. You, you, I was wondering whether you, you get some sort of hyperventilation thing going on. But we didn't. I think it's meant to give you energy. I'm not, okay. I'm not quite sure it did, but it was an interesting experience. Well, it sounds it. And is that some special kind of yoga, a tongue yoga? Uh, no, I think it's it's part of something called Hatha yoga. Okay. But even though I've been to quite a few yoga classes, I still don't I don't really know that much about it, so I can't tell you what that is. Okay, well keep me up to date if there are further developments. Yeah, there is a thing and called the There is a thing called the downward facing dog. Which, oh, well, obviously Coda can do that. Yeah, oh no, he would be very good at it, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. What wow. about you? Well, I want to say first of all, oh, Coda, you've got caught up. Hang on. Well, this was what I was going to tell you, is that I have Coda on my shoulder because he's looking, I'm sitting facing into the room. Yeah. He's climbed up me onto my shoulder to look out of the window. So it's like a pirate with a parrot on the shoulder, but it's Coda. <laughs> yeah. And he's okay at the moment. I'm having to grab onto his bum to keep him in position, mm. which he thinks is fine, but is actually a little bit awkward, to say the least. Yeah. And it's possible he will comment on things in the street while we're talking. Oh, or he might comment on what we say. Well, he did cry when the phone rang. Oh. But mm. not as much. He knows the ring that's Adrian's when Adrian's ringing, so he really, really cries and runs around because he knows that's Adrian calling. But you have a different ring to yeah. who's just like, what's this? That's uh-huh. the noise. But yes, I'm, I'm hoping he's going to, you know, well, just do let, his thing. And... Let's see, let's see what happens. Well, yes. <laughs> Coda can, you know, do his neighbourhood watch. Yeah. Patrol out of the window and we can talk. Okay. Because I've been thinking about London. Well, I mean... One does think about London when yeah, one, one does. lives in London. But, because do you remember a couple of, oh, I can't remember time, but like about two weeks ago, I was saying to you that we'd done the class again where we talk about colour in the 1950s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I added a new article this time that I wanted to talk to you about because it's linked to a film that I know you've seen too. Mm. So I think it's Linda Neat's really, really good article on red taffeta under tweed oh yeah i think did she do that as for the austerity yeah she did yeah i think Mm. that's why i why i got the dvd in the first place i think after i didn't know it before i didn't know the film before no because the film the film is sapphire from Mm. 1959 and i think i may even get the students to watch it next year because i think it's such it's such a kind of strange yes but really interesting and significant film, mm. isn't it? 
And it's so, like, her article is so good because I really think it's fascinating the way she begins by talking about, like, the way colours were named and how because there's sort of anxiety about empire, there start to be quite racist names for mm. paint and things, as though it's trying to control and contain peoples, even within colours of paint, which All... is, is interesting. Although these these sort of names that she mentions, mm. they are actually well, I guess that's also empire. That that they you can find them in the twenties. Yeah, I think you definitely mm. can. I think I can't remember when she says it starts, but I think it's like from the fir- end of the first. Oh, okay. Mm. That you start. I don't know if it starts then, but maybe it's more pronounced mm. then. Mm. But it's interesting the way she starts by talking color as in colors of the rainbow color mm. but then moves to talk about how ideas and reception of colors in dress and film are connected to ideas about race yes. and racism mm. and i think that's a very clever connection to make mm. and then watching sapphire it's such it's really I, i haven't seen a film like it and i certainly haven't seen a film like it from 1959 Britain, because the way it starts, so it's like quite lurid, isn't it? It's quite yeah, a kind I, of like detective story, investigate. It's like what do you call it? Procedural. That's what you call it, isn't it? I don't know. Like I guess it's a who done it as well. Yes, mm. yes, a who done it. That's a good way of describing. But I, when you mentioned it a while ago that you were going to do that with the students, I watched mm. it again and oh, I'd forgotten you? how it starts. I had forgotten yes. that. Mm. Yeah, the beginning. So you're on, you don't know where you are. You just see a woman fall backwards onto leaves, don't you? Yeah. And, it's... and then you go to her perspective, her point of view, looking up at the sky at the trees. Yeah. But also when you see her, it's sort of, the colours already are quite interesting. I I do remember, yes. or do I make this up, that she wears no, no. yellow, yellow knitted knee socks, knee high yes. socks. Which yeah, is... absolutely. Mm. Yeah, no, she she falls back on the leaves. So it's obviously it's autumn. There's there's you know autumnal russety coloured leaves. She falls back on them. Yes, yeah, you get a flash of she's got yellow knitted knee socks and a, a sort of brownie tweedy skirt, pleated mm. skirt. And then you see her face, which is really kind of perfectly and quite exaggeratedly made up, mm. and bright red, dyed bright red hair. And then it's quite weird that you see, as I say, her point of view of these bare silhouettes of the dark trees against the sky. Mm. And then you cut to two children with their mother playing ball, and then the ball bounces, of course, and they discover the body. And it's really, it's really interesting, I think, the way you go from, like, Hampstead Heath as nature, but it's also, like, respectable nature, if you know what I mean. It's like this this sort of, so, sorry, can you hear Coda grumbling? Because I moved, bit. honestly. Yeah. That you're going from sort of respectable, you know, mummy and children out, and then there's this murder yeah. discovered. And I just, the other thing I sort of find interesting with that also is, I think you get you get a sign saying Hampstead Heath, and that happens a lot in the film. Yes, that yes, you get you street being... signs and yeah. Mm. No, it's definitely kind of zoning the city, isn't it? And mm. kind of marking space in terms of respectability, class, race. It's it's very much sort of showing you 
different ideas of all of those things and mm. the way people are trying to negotiate the city. Yeah. And then, oh yes, and they, the, I have to say, can I just say, yeah. you know, I've watched all of the Law and Order franchises, every yeah. single one, so I feel like I'm really qualified to comment on this, that I don't think much of the, the way they look after evidence. Oh my God, that's ridiculous. I kept thinking... <laughs> Is that how is that how they did it really in the late nineteen fifties? Just picking things up and putting it in your pocket. I know, and the way because they fight, they pick up her handkerchief that's got the S on it, the monogram with blood on it, and he's just sort of flipping it round in his hand, showing it to other people, shoving it in his pocket. Yeah, and you think, how was anyone ever properly legally convicted if if that was going on? I know. Because they keep saying, let's see what the lab says about it. And I think, well, they're going to say, you're a mucky pup and you've ruined the evidence. Yeah, I kept thinking, I wonder whether whether actual um, police were complaining about this film. Because it's just so I bad. Yeah, I don't know. But maybe that's just what you did in them days. Maybe. I don't know. And they have very but, flash cars as well. That's the other thing do. I noticed. Is, is it a Bentley that, or something? I don't know. I mean, I don't know oh, one yeah. car from another, yeah, me as neither. you know. But they are very... They, the one, the, the sort of superintendent and is the inspector, I guess, the two who's in charge. Yeah, mm. the way they're just chauffeured around... They're a bit grand. I yeah, think. it could have it could have been a Rolls, but it didn't didn't have the flying lady. I don't lady. think it's a Rolls because mm. even I know the flying lady, but it's it's That's a not shiny, her name, but it's a shiny car. Yeah, it's a shiny big car, and they're being driven. Yeah, around like that. I don't know who. Mm. Um, but yes, then like the bit that Linda need that I think is really fantastic is when she talks about because the way that yes, then her clothes just arrive in a brown paper bag in their office which all seems a bit horrible but it's so it's like shocking in so many ways the way they they're sort of looking at her clothes and it's though she's like a decent murder victim because she's got yellow woody sensible socks and a brown skirt and a mac and i don't know some kind of sweater but then you know horror of horrors she's got a scarlet taffeta petticoat that's got black lace trim and her monogram her monogram yeah and it's, I mean, the thing, because Julie Harris did the costumes and she's fantastic. Mm. She did lots of really important British films and was really amazing. I think, was it, was I with you when we saw Alice Beard talk to her at the BFI? No, I years don't think ago. so. Well, I wish it had been you. Mm. But it was very interesting, but she's really great. But I think it's like they're making a point with just how red, it's like that kind of glow in the dark. Yes. Red, you know? mm. I mean, that you feel you could see from outer space and it's so sort of crisp and crunchy and taffetary but you do think i don't know that you could even fit that under a normal a yeah nice pleated, pleated skirt exactly mm. i don't think because it's a funny shape as well i don't think you could but it's like suddenly the victim becomes something else potentially in you know in their eyes and there's this idea that she's a divided woman like she's sort of madonna and whore that she's mm. two things at once i don't and then they sort of because she went to the, she was at the royal college of music royal school of music which is very sort of prestigious and sedate mm. so that kind of is marking her again in one way and then you see her flatmate who's dressed very similarly to her it's like the same color palette isn't it yes for mm. her flatmate mm. 
Yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, generally, the whole film is sort of brown, beige, green, grey, and um, the sister of of the victim's boyfriend or fiancé, she's she's sort of quite a bit of the time in sort of blue and lilac, but... Yeah, she's she's kind of softer, more traditionally feminine colours, isn't Mm. she? She's lots of sort of mauvey colours and kind of those sort of feathery knits that have a pattern in holes yes mm. knitted into them I don't know what the proper and very pointy breasts I think more than anyone very. yes <laughs> but every yeah. time there's a bit of colour yeah it means you something you really notice it mm. and it's interesting because like her the victim's boy Sapphire let's call yeah. her Sapphire not the victim Sapphire's boyfriend does wear red ties quite often because I was really noticing red because red, of her exactly. red petticoat being the thing and like the girls who she was at college with have red nails and red lips but it's like that's an acceptably feminine sort of respectable thing to do by that point yeah and when people do have red like her her boyfriend does often have a red tie it's a dull red and it's that kind of sharpness of color like really bright color that catches your eye immediately that's the problem if you like yeah and when he goes into the Academy of Music. I noticed that there were there's a woman who goes in with a red jacket and that is really yes. popping popping yeah. out. Yeah. I did wonder whether it's something to do with the film stock as well. So I'm 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 sure it's all sort of intentional every time there is red, but also oh, yes. that everything else is so dull. Yeah. Um, and like when they're at the cafe that the students go to, I think there are red blinds or red paint around the blinds that's shiny but it's not as shiny as her taffeta petticoat it's like that is the ultimate that's true nothing is as red yeah Mm. and and it really like you say it really expresses the kind of rundown austerity of that period in london and oh my goodness when they the two detectives go to sapphire's room that she rents in that boarding house Mm. and they're looking around her room and it seems already so invasive because there's like the landlady in there who seems agitated of course by all of this but then these two men who seem gigantic in this girl's little cramped room and then when they break open the drawer of her her dressing table and it's like oh my god it's like because they find that she's got other colorful like petticoats and nighties and she's got some sparkly red shoes and some very and it, sheer stockings i mean there's quite yes. a lot of fingering of stockings going on in there that really film. is and mm. it's like i suppose maybe in 1959 if you were in the audience and you were a demure lady you would think oh my goodness she's got bright pink see-through 90s and sheer stockings but all i could think was these horrible men invading her yes. space and and going through her stuff mm. but yeah it is it is like they're sort of slowly starting to think oh she's not what she seems and as though that makes her a different kind of victim like i said that, yeah. like there's it's because of her lifestyle that mm. this has happened and then of course they call her brother yeah to come in and that's for the in the context of the film is a big revelation because he's mm. black mm. And it's really, like, the way that they do it, I mean, I think it's really interesting in terms of, like, the director, Basil Dearden, of quite what the message of the film is. Uh, yeah, I because find... On the one... No, you go first, and then... Yeah, no, 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 because it is 
it's as though the the superintendent, the man in charge, the older one. Yes. It's as though he is more liberal. Yes. About the immigration of West West Indian and Caribbean peoples post war, and then the 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 whatever his the inspector, the other detective, is really racist. But, but the, even within that, it's so the sort of negative attitude towards people of color is so kind of embedded in it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And also, I it keeps sort of. Um, I mean, in some ways, I like that it keeps changing your opinion about people or trying to. So, I mean, f first of all, what I I find difficult with the film is there's I don't think apart from the brother, there's not a single likable person in it. Or, no, that's true. Actually, that is um, very true. Her brother is the only nice sort of. He's like the only nice, decent person. Mm. In it. Maybe yeah, the really maybe true. the main or how do you, what do you call him the main policeman, the um, main superintendent policeman or whatever what is closer to mm. being a nice person, and also the the her boyfriend's mother seems nice but caught in a terrible situation with yes, terrible people. True, yeah, and I guess I guess the the superintendent he's he in terms of race he seems okay he has a in terms of his attitude to women there's maybe something that yeah um is, is lacking so i yeah, yeah. i find that difficult with the film that there is just no one you like but then also they do this a lot like with the landlady when when the the friend of sapphire tries to show say to the landlady you you racist i'm leaving mm. now But then the landlady says, "So when you took Sapphire to see your family, did you, did you tell tell them she was yeah. black?" And then she didn't. And yeah, and no, it's really. I mean, I I think that's a really good thing about the film is it's messy mm. and people people's attitudes are messy and complicated. It's not simplistic in its attitude towards race and people's attitudes to race. Mm. And I think it's really important that that the film shows different kinds of white people and different kinds of black people yeah so it's it's sort of showing diversity within diversity because mm. like her brother is a doctor one of her former boyfriends who they interview who is, who is dressed so exquisitely and has beautifully what do you say beautifully quaffed facial yes. hair I don't think yeah. that's the right word mm. for facial hair that he's he's a lawyer he's a barrister And his father is a bishop, and he mm. says that his father wouldn't have approved of him marrying Sapphire because her mother was white. Yeah. So they show sort of colorism because there's also sort of one of the the girls they interview is kind of sniffy about her for the same reason that she's dual heritage. So there is it's sort of showing the complexities of attitudes from all different groups of people and also how different groups of people are trying to negotiate being in Britain at that time. Mm. So it's like interesting that the boyfriend's father is super ambitious, like that they're sort of working, a working class family living in a not very nice sort of part of Holloway and the father really wants him to be an architect and get on to kind of get out of that situation and sort of, I don't know, pass as middle class, if you like. Mm. And then, yeah, it's very sort of complicated. And what about when they go to the 
lingerie shop. Yeah, I, I oh that's, that's amazing. And then that it's called Babette's. Babette's, and it's in Shaftesbury, Shaftesbury Avenue. Avenue. It, when they said Shaftesbury Avenue, it really made me laugh because I'd just been rereading a bit of Mrs. Dalloway. You know, Mrs. Dalloway's a mm-hmm. Virginia Woolf book yeah. when she, she goes shopping in, in Bond Street. And I was thinking, you know, we're not in Bond Street anymore. No, no. Because Shaftesbury Avenue has never been a... No, a and it's place to go, and it's theatre land. Yes, and I think that's so it's always a bit dubious. dodgy. Yeah, and I love, I love that the a shop assistant is Fenella Fielding, who I don't know what her status in terms of you know stardom was then, but she went on to be a very kind of you know kind of saucy star. You know, she was always seen as very sexy, and it's very funny. I mean, unintentionally so that she's the, the shop assistant in this very racy. And but, it is quite racy. But then she's <laughs> very elegantly dressed and totally she buttoned is. up. She's in grey oh, she and with, uh, isn't it a white, even with a white um, collar and... That's true. Yeah. But it just makes you wonder all the more which of the lingerie she's wearing. Underneath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe that's just me. But yeah. that's all I could think. And it's funny that the female, I was going to say the female policewoman, the police officer who happens to also be identified oh. as a woman, let's yes. say that, that when they show her the petticoat, when the man, in, the detective in charge shows her, and he's like, do you know where this could be bought? And she's like, well, that's not very sensible, I don't know. But the, the dodgy other detective does know, does which know. also says bad things about him because in this context, you're not meant to mm. know where you would get such things. But yeah, that is amazing, that shot. I think... Um, I've just been also thinking about again about this showing different sides and not trying to show types Mm. but different so you can sort of see that it means well I guess but there's one I think it does there's one thing that it's sort of not I found really difficult oh my god sorry sorry something happened yeah yeah and which is when they go to the is it called a tulip bar Oh, tulips. Yeah, they go to tulips. Yes, that is really very difficult. And then they sort of, yeah, try and make out that you, you can tell whether someone's black yeah. by their reaction to music. And that, yeah. and that is not then taken back in some way. Or, you know, quite often no, in the other all, scenes, something changes yeah. and it, it isn't in that case and I yeah and mm. it, no you're absolutely right and it's interesting the contrast that they draw between the international club which is like the acceptable polite if you've come from the colonies that's where you go and there's a sort of very affable you know paternalistic white man who's yeah. in charge of the club it's and like in a youth the, club you have exactly this, mm. and it's it's like there's I'm not sure who that pianist is. I think he's from Johnny Dankworth's band, but he's like a really amazing musician mm. and the saxophonist. But it's it's like respectable, just in the corner jazz, and we're mm. not doing... And then I have to say I love the dancing. In Tulips, I, yes, the, it's the amazing. The dancing and the clothes and the... Because, mm. again, it's like the bright colours, and it's the, the way that bright colours have become associated with African-Caribbean co- people coming into the country post-war and that that is being used as some somehow a negative even though it's actually not at all and is very stereotypical mm. and negative and bad but I think it kind of backfires in that scene because clearly you're meant to think my goodness this is so loose 
And mm. maybe you would at the time, but all I could think was, wow, the music, yes. the dancing, the clothes. And it's really offensive about other girls, other women who are passing mm. as white because yes. of lily skins, which mm. I'm sure is a very bad word to use. Yes. And, yeah, that thing about if they hear the drums, their feet will stop moving, mm. as, again, is really Because that comes up a few times in the film that you can always tell. I know, and the the, the superintendent does challenge that, and the Mm. doctor they go to see about Sapphire challenges that as well, with the thing about when the the younger officer says, oh, you can always tell, though, Mm. if a woman is is black, you know, you can't successfully pass, and he's like, yes, you can. Mm. And he says, well, what about, you know, people think, um, policemen have all got big feet where are your big feet and it's like a silly analogy but it really undercuts and sort of shows that the sort of stupidity of, of sort of essentialism and stereotyping people in, and you know the whole fact that race is invented so that I think is really positive but yeah as you say, it is a weird film because it does kind of really positive message and then it gets undermined yeah. within the next couple of scenes mm. and I think I think it's very important as well to think about this film in context because the race riots in Notting Hill were the year before. Mm. So it's kind of been made in light of that where white teddy boys really badly attacked black people living in the Notting Hill area and it was really, really bad and and the police lied. That Documents have come out quite recently that the police lied and said, no, no, there'd been no racial tension in the area, this just happened when, you know, obviously there'd been attacks going on and this was the kind of culmination. The other reason why, I can't remember why I got this film, whether it was because of I heard Linda Nee talking about it or there is another reason because part of it is set in Southern Street, which now oh. doesn't exist anymore. And you, there are these Where photos. Well, they're, they're where the West Way now is. I think the oh, West, I they, it was destroyed. And um, there are these Roger Main photos of Southern Street from the 50s. Yes. And um, and we, we once interviewed a teddy boy who actually lived in Southern Street. Um, right. he, he actually appears in the Roger Main photos. And that was also, I was just so in, fascinated and um, to, see, to see that street. And, and it's sort of interesting, well, not interesting is not the word, but it's notable that teddy boys were themselves rebelling, but then they seemed to have been arbiters of what was acceptable on the street. Do you know what I mean? Mm. As though if you didn't fit their form of rebellion. Yeah, it's also there is this sort of weird teddy boys being very particular about their appearance Mm. and also apparently easily insulted if you said something about their appearance. But then that there is no respect of maybe, you know, another group who might have dressed... Yeah. really interestingly and and you know also um i don't know i mean i suppose subcultures at that time often were like a nation unto themselves yes. that it was quite kind of if you're not with us you're against mm, us mm. and you do see teddy boys don't you because when yes no he one of the suspects who runs from the tulip club and the police are pursuing him and it's really again it's it's really quite amazing for a film at this time the way he he asks so many different kinds of people for help and in the end it's an older white lady 
who helps him mm. that like a black couple won't help him because they want to maintain a sort of quiet respectable mm. idea of blackness and to they kind never of placate have... the racists and there's like really racist white men who won't help him and then teddy boys he encounters who beat him up and it's like really horrible this kind of man ch- running through london streets and then they finally catch him and it's not him obviously mm. but it's interesting that he's wearing quite a I mean, it's it's very sort of fashionable, as in alternative fashion, the cut of his suit, but it's quite kind of beigey grey. Mm. But then he's got, I think, a red shirt, a really shiny pink tie, and yellow socks. Mm. So it's that that kind of the way that different climates, I think, even more than different countries, have different colour palettes. Yeah, and that now that you say about climate, there was one. One thing I also noticed when the at one point when the 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 two policemen um, or officers are sitting in the car, and the older one, his his coat just looks so heavy, and I they really they really do yeah, and I thought you wouldn't yeah. get something like that now even or you no. wouldn't I mean today you probably could do with it but not most of the time. You just don't need it. Um, no, you're right. I think a lot of the white men seem weighed down by their clothes, mm. like really weighted down because they're those big, heavy, structured coats over suits. So they're kind of swallowed up yeah. by big them. Shoulders. And it very much shows a lot of whiteness in this era, kind of working class and middle class whiteness in different ways as so drab and sad. Mm. as well like it's as though people like when they go to the dairy that that Safa's boyfriend's sister works in it's such a weird space because it it looks like a kind of I don't know an apothecary in Shoreditch now because it's it's all white and then it's all the labels are black and white yes it's so unreal seeming Mm. it's bizarre but their house is so dingy and yeah, you can feel the ambition from the father to get his son out of that, and even more so of of, of Mildred and with her two with her twins. Yes, mm. yes, and they're allowed to wear bright dresses because they're yeah. young and little and tiny, so that's okay. Mm. But yes, it's yeah, it's very strange, and it's it's also the attitudes towards passing because it's almost as though the white people kind of not expect people to try and pass but like as though well of course you try and pass yeah that's and true then, actually and yeah. it's so it's so bad and then it's like her brother seems resigned to that and then there's like various friends and acquaintances and people who don't like her who have have kind of negative attitudes but you really get the sense of her realizing she can pass and what that means in the context of london at that time mm. And then having to completely disassociate herself from all the friends that she's collected yeah. in her time in London, and all her kind of, and also the geography, like the map that she's drawn for herself of where she goes in London, mm. because now she has to go to the white people places that fit, that kind of that she's wanting to fit into now instead of the the places which are associated with with blackness yeah she has to go from the colorful places to the drab places Mm. and and just to mention the men like another like when they're trying to see if the man who ran away if he he did kill her 
when they go to the, that really, is that in Southern Street? The really like run I down think it is, slums? yeah. Mm, that's because it, yeah. That's, cause there's, I was trying to think of his name when we're talking and I can't think of it. There's a really infamous slum landlord in Notting Hill. Oh, yeah. With, who really... Mm. Yeah, something with an R, I think. Yeah, Mm, Mm. but he who really exploited black immigrants coming into the country, and there's because there's also the landladies of like people will some who won't have any people of color, some who will only have people of color who are passing, Mm. and then people who run boarding houses for well, that one is for black men. Mm. So it's like, and you also see the kind of grades of what quality of housing it yes. is in each mm. case. And that's by far the worst one, isn't it? Because it's really so run down. And it also, it's weird. It's almost like their room. It's like it's one wall is sort of wood as though they've just put, oh dear, like fencing on one side of it to make it yeah. into another room. But I think you get that, you get that in another film, I think it's quite a famous film with oh, the the actress who plays Gigi. What is she Leslie called? Carroll. Yeah, and it's. I think the film's name has a room has room in it, and and I don't know. It just seems reminded me of that. It's also upstairs her room. I think the L shaped room or something. And oh right. And um, again, it's sort of just sort of split up, not very oh, okay. well. Because mm. those men. I mean, it's really... Sorry about that. That's Hopefully right. I'll be quiet now. Um, yeah, I think it. it's... Clearly you're meant to think, oh my goodness, all these men in their very bright shirts. But it actually seems really great that they're wearing yes. really, mm. really wonderful, beautiful colours in that horrible place. And that suits are hanging up on just the wall, really, but mm. with bright ties. So there's this kind of... You can see like almost a curation of future outfits going on. That's true. There and mm. the colours are just there's like the perfect pink mm. shirt and bright checks and they seem so much ironically given that it's the opposite, they seem so much freer than the two detectives in their way down, yeah. you know, forty stone grey coats. And more modern. And yes, exactly, exactly. Mm. So much more modern. I wish it was easier to find out what people thought when they saw it. I I found a few yes. few things, but I don't know. They didn't say enough. You know, yeah. I, there were a few reviews, but it, it'd be so interesting to know. It really would, and mm. I wonder how how much how widely distributed it was. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to try and find more reviews because it would be fascinating to see more reaction from yes. the time. Because mm. what about the ending? That's quite amazing, I think. Yeah, it's not. Do you think it's going to be the boyfriend or the father? The, I, the my money was on the my money. Uh, first time I saw it, I was I thought it was the father. But it's amazing when it's the daughter. Mm. And I think that is a really good twist. Like it's good in terms of plot and all of that but I think it's good in terms of it being the supposedly respectable white woman did it out of hate and spite and she's being shown as being a disgusting person yeah when she's just terrible when the the sapphire's brother sits there and he holds that doll and you keep seeing her face and you know she's looking at him holding this white doll and she can't bear it and then she yeah. has to snatch it away from him. Yeah, that it it's like what the sort of final message is that hate destroys the hater. Mm. 
because yeah she's completely blown up her life as well as sapphire's life i mean it's very strange that you never see sapphire other yes. than that first shot yeah but the actress is named well you see her also in the photo where she's dancing oh, yes, of course. that's the only other time i yes i was when i first saw it i kept waiting for the flash i can never I say did. that flashback. flashback um but yeah there isn't a flashback Mm. Yeah, no, she's completely, and so it is, I mean, I think it's like really problematic because it denies her all agency, mm. but on the other hand, it really highlights how people are received in different contexts yes. and even in different, like within one city that, you know, just walking a few streets away, she's received in completely different ways and the way she presents herself means she's read in completely different ways. Mm. And I think it does also underline the kind of horrors of racism that this one person can be perceived in such kind of violently different ways because of the per the perceiver's attitudes. Mm. No, I think it's really worth watching. I just watched it on YouTube. It's a bit annoying because there are now adverts in it. Yeah. But it's good that you can just watch it because I, I mean, it's good you've got the DVD. Yeah, I sh I'll, I, I'll give it to you because I wonder whether the colours it's even more obvious. Oh, I'd love to borrow mm. it, please. Yeah. Yes, because it mm. may be best. I'm sure it is better than yeah. the version. And I do think Linda Needs' article is brilliant. Yes, it is it. definitely it's really is. Excellent. Mm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Often wow. it's interesting how often the films that one don't doesn't like that much are the ones that's stay with you and you there's yes. more to say i think it is really interesting yeah no i don't know if i like it like it but i i find it i think it's so fascinating it's and i fascinating. think it's a really it's a really important one to watch because it's so of its time and yet it's so unfortunately still has currency in many ways today yeah. mm. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna have to go before. Yeah, before he um, <laughs> before he, tries he starts to telling us, before he starts telling us what he thinks about it. Well, yeah, you know, he has. A I'd love to hear it, but <laughs> I think you better hear maybe it. Maybe not person. now. Yeah. 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 All right. I'll All talk right. to you soon. Bye. Bye.